I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GCE became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Yes, 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 people, we're back again. Raps on TV, here to talk all the best things in boxing. It's been a busy weekend and the music's just about to shut off. But it's been a busy weekend, um, jam-packed. And to match that, we've got a jam-packed studio today. Uh, I was really looking forward to getting to all the topics and hearing all the opinions and the views. Um, this episode, guys, our agenda starts off with the following. In the O2, on last weekend, we had Taylor, who beat Regis Progray. Chizora also stopped David Price. Uh, we've got Canelo versus Kovalev coming up this weekend, which is a great Las Vegas showdown. Shakur Stevenson wins the WBO, and we're going to get into all the, the WBC franchise antics. Um, but I'm here with a great panel today. I'm going to go from my right down to the left. I'm here with Tom, as usual. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. good. Uh, good. You said there, hotting up. Things are hotting up. We brought the X Factor this week. Exactly. <laughs> got the, got the, the guys in the studio. We've got re- reinforcements. Faces, so reinforcements. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, exactly. So I'm moving on. Here with Dean. How are you doing, Dean? Regular caller? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just a, listen, it's a pleasure to be here. It's an honour. And there's nothing better than talking boxing. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the show. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, an honour to have you here. Also here with Daryl from the Boxing Lowdown. Oh, no, the Boxing in Lowdown. A few of you may have seen his videos. Great insights, great analysis. Follow him on Instagram and Facebook. I'll let him get into it in more detail, but <laughs> Daryl, nice to be. Thank you for coming. Uh, just t- tell us a little bit about yourself. Pleasure, yeah. Thank yours. you guys for having me. Um, it's great to be here. Uh, the Boxing Lowdown is a channel I started from the end of 2017 mm-hmm. and the primary, you know, the, the outlook of the Boxing Lowdown is really to get more of the fans' opinions. So we, similar to like football fan TV, like your Arsenal fan TVs, we tend to go outside of the arenas after the fight and interview the fans. And I also like to give my own perspective, my own opinion on the fights that go down. So we tend to mix it up a bit and we try to get as much fan interaction as we can because that is, you know, the pinnacle of the sport. You know, without the fans, there's no sport. So um, we tend to look at things from their perspective. Yep, no, definitely. And... um, Really great concept, um, similar to what we're doing in terms of engaging with fan, getting fan dialogue. I think sometimes, if we're being honest, in the boxing world especially, people say, oh, you've not boxed and not done this. They don't want to hear what your opinions are. But I think at the end of the day, we're fans. We watch boxing frequently and we do have an opinion, right? So I think you're doing the right thing to go to the fights and see what people think immediately. Because actually, sometimes there's a difference between what you think immediately and then when you get home and watch it. So exactly, I like, I like to see that as well. So like, fair play to you for getting that started. And you guys are always welcome as as as, as guests uh, on this show. Um, just to add, I think it's a good formula having someone that's yeah. a passionate fan, I'd imagine, of the sport and then putting that together with guys and girls uh, that are, again, fans of the sport. So I think it kind of adds to the progress of boxing. Absolutely. Getting people engaged with different topics. And Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. No, so uh, guys, no better place to start this week uh, than this weekend's uh, O2 Arena clash between uh, Josh Taylor, Regis Progress, 
140-pound uh, fighters, lightweights. It was the IBF, the WBO, and the WBC Diamond. Um, was it Diamond? WBA and Ring Magazine. Ring Magazine as well. So all the line, all the belts on the line, plus the enhancement of the Muhammad Ali Trophy. Um, so it's a World Boxing Super Series format. Um, seemed like a really good night down at the O2. Um, I think a lot of people were anticipating that clash as like two elite fighters, best of the best, number one versus number two. Um, how did you guys see that fight and one, the performance of each fighter and two, the result? Yeah, it lived up to expectation. I mean, I think before we go into it, it was probably one of the fights where you thought this is a genuine 50-50, one you really couldn't kind of, you know, uh, separate between uh, Taylor and Progre. I think a lot, a lot go, went on about Progre still yet to test himself at uh-huh. the best, but I think with that performance, um, definitely proved that he's up there at the top. I was just, yeah. I was it, supremely impressed with Taylor. I thought his ring generalship, his timing, um, I think the progression that he's he's made, uh, even when he fought Postal, like just showing that maturity at such a early stage of his career, and now yeah. to then go on win a unified. Um, you know, championship in what, how many fights? Probably 15, 15, 15, 16 fights. fights. Exactly. These things are not heard of. And I think now the way boxing is, these fighters are kind of willing to take these risks early on in their stage. And Taylor's a a genuine get down dirty, gritty fighter. And he he proved not just his his skill, but his his willingness to to go the extra mile to get over the line. That's definitely fair. I was impressed with both men, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I did have Regis Progre winning by two Mm -hmm. rounds, Mm -hmm. but the rounds were so close and so tight. There was no robbery that you couldn't argue either way of the winner. But following on from what Tom said, Mm. Taylor's ring generalship and maturity for a bloke of only 15 fights. Ridiculous. In five, six or more fights, God knows where he'll be. Mm. Personally... I think there's maybe one or two more fights from at 140. Yeah. And then I'd like to see him move up to 147 because he's got the frame for it. I yeah. think it was the frame and the physical strength which got him through the fight, to be honest. Mm. He's definitely got the frame to move up to 147. And I'll be honest, and I'll stay here and now. If he moves up to 147, he will probably be the third guy in that division behind Errol Spence and Terence Crawford. Okay. That's a big shout. That's a big shout. I'm <laughs> really impressed. But like okay. I said, I did have Progre winning that fight. Cause yeah. Pro game was quality. Yeah, he yeah. was quality. And I can see that in, in Daryl himself. Yeah, this was one of those where it was a genuine 50-50 fight going in. Yeah. It's one of those rare ones where we've got two young unbeaten fighters yeah. in their prime about to, you know, fight for the Muhammad Ali trophy, so much online. It was high risk, high reward for these yes. two guys. And um, it was great to see, you know, mm. people going to the O2 supporting Josh Taylor, but also showing a lot of respect for Regis Progre, who yep. has settled in brilliantly since he came down here to um, train for the last three weeks. And um, we were there, like we were doing the fan cams outside the arena, outside afterwards. And mm-hmm. um, just it was electric inside as well. And just it was such a high intense, like quality boxing fight between the two. Hard to split them. And a lot of people going in thought it was a genuine 50-50 fight. I mean, I saw people doing fight picks and like I saw the Ring TV's fight picks. There was like 10 people picking Progre, yep. 10 people picking Josh yeah, Taylor. Yeah, so exactly. uh, it was one of those rare fights where we did really get a 50-50 yeah. battle. And I had Taylor edging it. I mm-hmm. thought that he just eked it out, but mm. I haven't gone and seen it at home yet. So I haven't been able to score the fight round by round at yeah. home yeah. because I know people get a different perspective watching it at home than they do live. So... Exactly, yeah. um, yeah, it was a great fight, and I had no problems with the decision. Yeah. The one thing that did, uh, you know, have a little black scar on the night was yeah. that third judge's scorecard. Yeah, yeah. That Ridiculous. was it was unbelievable that scorecard. Yeah, yeah. But the right guy won, in my opinion. <coughs> and I think that's it. I think um, I think 
if I quickly focus on that, I think the scorecard was probably definitely the one thing. When I heard that, I was like, this is definitely Taylor's fight. Yeah. It was a bit wide because I didn't see Progray performing that badly. There were a lot of swing rounds, but I think also, if in my opinion, watching the fight from the fifth round onwards, you saw Taylor really take charge and Progray kind of dip in terms of power shots and even mm-hmm. the frequency in terms of volume. Um, but yeah, I'm quite interested to hear from you, Darryl, in terms of after the fight, what was the general reaction? Was it sort of like, yep, yeah, uh, this was a 100% Taylor victory or did a lot of people no, know that? No, actually, no. Um, when we was outside the arena, we're not allowed to stand right outside the arena, by the way. Uh, yeah. But um, when we was outside the arena, a lot of guys were coming out and um, there were a good few that were picking pro. They thought Progray won the fight. Yeah. So, um, and these were not, like I said in um, my fan cams interviews afterwards, mm. these, these were not like American fans that were saying it. These were just normal fans that came fans, to watch the yeah. fight. Yeah. A lot of people came to watch Chisora as well, has mm. to be said. But... Uh, there were people that thought Progray won. There were people that yeah. thought Taylor won. So it yeah. was genuinely split. Yeah. Um, it was that kind of fight. And the reaction that we got afterwards from everybody was that it was obviously a great fight. Yeah. Um, they like to see him run it back again. But yeah. um, I think that obviously Taylor's immediate plans now are going to be to become undisputed in that division. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the feeling amongst the fans in the arena anyway was that it was mixed with the decision. So I'm not sure how the commentators had it, but in the arena, it was pretty mixed. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think if you think back to the Sky Sports commentary, yep. there was a bit of a split there. So I think they yeah. Coldwell had Progray up. I get, similar to yourself, I actually gave it to Progray. Um, Cole Froch by two. Uh, Josh Taylor up by uh, six or seven. Yeah, six or I seven. Think even Barker had quite... <laughs> I think it was Barker that had him up by quite a few as well. Yeah, Barker um, had him up. Barker, um, Groves as well. So I think... I can, I won't say I can see where they're coming from. I think they probably, it's definitely like the grittiness that Josh Taylor showed. And I think that was one thing he did sort of even from round four was try to bring his physicality into it. I think touching on the approach both fighters took, Mm. it kind of surprised me because I was expecting Josh Taylor to box on the outside, box long, use his size, but he seemed to plant his feet early. I think Regis Progo was the one looking to box on the outside. He He was getting more success. And I think that probably baffled the the, the, the public and also the judges because thinking like, we expect Progray to force the fight, to mm-hmm. be aggressive, you know, really get onto Taylor's chest and make it hard for him. But yes. I think with Taylor's, I think, cuteness where he's able to come up close and just mm. sink those body shots in, it really yeah. sapped the yeah. energy of Progray. Yeah. But then again, it's whether you favour the come forward or do you favour the mm. pick your shots well and, you know, yes. really yeah. kind of smother the other person's yeah. work. But, but I, thought they, I thought they both performed well in each sort of style that they brought to the ring. Um, yeah. I think, And that's what surprised me. I think Josh Taylor's inside game was really good. If I, if I say fantastic, because I would have expected him to keep it long, but he wasn't really trying to do that. And that's where, keeping it long, you saw the successful progress. I felt yeah. that in terms of his head movement um, and sort of just shifting left and right and closing the gap, I felt he was really good countering as well. I felt he did quite well in terms of countering yeah. certain shots as yeah, well. Yeah. So um, I thought it was a really good fight, um, one that we can't argue in. I think you raised the point in terms of, uh, Daryl, um, uh, Progray uh, being in London for like three weeks, like really kind of trying to adjust to the climate. But then what was really good was the media push for him. I think that he was very active as yeah, well. So definitely. that was really good from... Uh, sorry to interrupt. Right. I thought he was a class act afterwards as yes, well. Yeah, yeah, he didn't argue the decision. Point. If it was me personally, I would have been arguing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 but no, yeah. he, he didn't argue. He said a better man won and yes. I thought he was brilliant. And yeah. It's upwards and onwards for him and Taylor. Yeah, and I think actually that's a great point because... You felt that the comment that, that he was trying to, the MC was trying to goad him, but he was like, listen, whatever I thought, the better man won. And I felt that was actually, that was pure class for yeah. him. Because I yeah. think with all this, like, you know, the, this concept particularly, it, it kind of projects these fighters onto a massive stage, regardless yeah. of whether. 
Progre hadn't had the, the same caliber opponent as mm. what Taylor had before, whether his profile was the same, this kind of really now has risen both yeah. fighters up. So then, you know, they can go back again, do it back again, and really capitalize on yeah. the, the champions that are in that division. Because, yeah. I mean, there's going to be mandatories, there's going to be belts become vacant. So the guys below them are going to really try and try have and to exactly. prove themselves against these yeah, guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I think what's good about this as well is that it shows that some of these fighters on the come up now that it's not the worst thing in the world to take a loss because it shows that, you know, your stock can still rise exactly. if you suffer a defeat. And I think a lot of today's fighters now are so worried about losing. Like, yeah, yeah. in the Floyd Mayover generation, when he was fighting, he made it seem like if you lost your O, then that yeah. was it. You might as well retire. Yeah, but yeah. I think with Regis Progre, and, you know, he won a lot of fans over here for one. 100%. And his effort, in his, ultimately, it was a losing defeat. But, yes. I mean, it was still... Like his stock's going to rise from exactly. it. Exactly, and I think people want a, to see him again. Exactly, and I think that's a great point. And I would even go back and say, for me, I feel even from the Tyson Fury Wilder fight. I know you're thinking what, but for me, both guys were undefeated and they put it to risk. Whereas before that, there wasn't a lot apart from probably Triple G Canelo, but that yeah. was a lot of back and forth negotiations. I feel since Wilder Fury, everyone's just kind of said, "Well, let's go at it." In terms of yeah. class yeah. competition, even with Joshua now losing, people are like. You lose. What, what has that done to Joshua? Would you argue he's made it more popular? I think it has. And there's a narrow a while, margin between way. all these these big guys. You know, like you exactly. can see the middleweights. Yes. Take a loss, with, yeah. it, whether you're Andrade, you're Jacobs, <coughs> you're, you you have a few guys that are not yeah. really willing to step up and mm. face a Golovkin or a Canelo. But yeah. we've seen it when Jacobs took that defeat to um, Golovkin yes. straight yeah. back into a mega fight exactly. with Canelo. So exactly. yeah. within a year, yeah. within 18 months, it's even the Devereux-Venchenko fight they took yeah. in between that as well. So, exactly. so yeah, I think it's great. We're gonna. I really do feel we're gonna see more quality match quality matchups. I want to come back to that point, but I just wanted to ask you guys: um, the World Boxing Super Series. We now have another champion. So that's Josh Taylor, that's uh, Callum Smith, and that's Usyk. We still got a new end in there to. A new end in the yeah. next. That's next yeah. week, isn't it? It's in the next ten days at yeah. the very least. Um, in Japan, do you think the World Boxing Super Series has been a success since its inception? And I'll throw it out to you guys. I think it has been a success, but I, I would have liked to have it to have been even more of a success than it is. I don't think it's captivated the casual fans as much as I would have hoped because the concept is great with the World Boxing Super Series. It's attempts to pit the best against the best anyway. Uh, the format is brilliant. You know, they've obviously spent a lot of money on the production. Um, it's just unfortunate that only the hardcores are really into you know, the World Boxing Super Series tournament. And the yeah. aim of it is for the best to fight the best. I mean, we were lucky in the cruiserweight division last year where it was literally like the best, best against the best and we got round. an undisputed yeah. champion. Yeah. But uh, in the super middleweight division, we didn't have the likes of Benavidez in there. Yep. Um, I mean, it is a good concept. Yes. And I, I'd like to see um, like more people taking an interest in it. But mm. I think if it carries on as it is, then it, it can get there. Yeah. And I think with this show, actually, what could work is that they start doing maybe a cross-promotion in the sense of the lead fight was obviously Josh Taylor Prograde. That was only World Boxing Supies. The rest were matchroom. So maybe yeah. for some of the other fighters or other divisions, they could say for the final, let's back it up with a top rank card or that's sitting yeah, underneath I, it. I, I think that PBC, Do you know what I mean? Golden yeah. Boy, yeah. I think that could kind of make it a bit more wise, but I still don't think it's... I like it. Um, I think it's not hitting the casual fans enough for it to yeah. get that next level. But that's about though. promotion. Yeah, that, that's That's about promotion. Yeah. I think um, <coughs> with what Sky Sports did with the Taylor, mm -hmm. I, I think you might see more of Sky Sports taking on the... The, 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 yeah, yeah. serious fights and 
I think anything that's on Sky Sports just seems to take off, to be yeah, honest, because everyone's got Sky these days. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think moving forward, we could see it take off. Yeah. And hopefully it does, because it is a brilliant concept. This is what you want to see, the best fighting the best, exactly. you know, as young, unbeaten men. So... Mm. Hopefully, and you're gonna have. The, I mean, you're gonna have those inconsistencies where you're gonna have fighters that pick up injuries. There's gonna be a bit of delay, yeah. and that's expected. But I think with the World Boxing Super Series, its main aim is to be a global phenomenon, as opposed to giving fighters with uh, unbeaten records a platform to project Absolutely. themselves. Like there, there is a comparison between you've got like the the more sort of low low scene um, concepts with like the Ultimate Boxer. That's for that's a di- that's hitting yes. a different audience. Exactly. Whereas the World Boxing, like you said, uh, Daryl, is pure as purity of the sport getting exactly. into the hardcore. I think it'll be difficult to get, you know, like the heavyweight division, for example, because of the politics in the sport right now. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see Fury, Wilder, Joshua Ruiz all in one tournament because of the, the politics. But I think that the idea is good. And if more and more people get in tune with it, you know, it's always going to have teething problems when it starts out. But um, if it can continue to be a success, because there has been, you know, some areas where, you know, there was problems with the funding and there was worries that the tournament might not continue. But luckily we got over that and we did manage to see the final between Taylor and Progre. But um, I think that yeah if it can continue then um, we will be able to see more of these fights because at the end of the day we want to see one champion in one division don't we yeah Um, and um, moving on to the rest of the matchroom card a lot of fights on that night Um, I think there's no better place to start really than Chisora versus Price would you guys want to give me your thoughts on that blew him out didn't he Dean I'll start with you baby um I must admit, I hold my hands up, I predicted Price to win. Yeah. I thought um, his size, his jab would just keep Chisora at bay. Mm. Also, I thought Parker pulling out, pulling out might affect Chisora in terms of motivation. Mm. It didn't. Chisora went in there, took care of business. Yeah. Um, regarding Chisora, I'd like to see him now go and fight Parker. If they mm. can, I don't know what happened with Parker originally. This spider, spider, spider bite. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound right, does it? it? Don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> sort of spider was that? <laughs> and I swear he was in a, a Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Locked away. In <laughs> so I'd like to see Parker, uh, Chisora, or even as they mentioned, like David A mentioned it, Usyk Chisora. Yeah. would be interesting. Um, as for Pricey, I don't know where he goes from here, to be honest. Um, it's a tough one. Yeah, do, do you call it a day? But that's what it's seventh, eighth, it's ninth, loss, something like that. Yeah. It's the hurt game. For me, you come in, you do what you got to do, you get out. Don't hang around too long. Yeah. I don't want to see Pricey hang around too long because he's had a few bad knockouts. Mm. Um, so I think he's got some soul searching to do. But as for Del Boy, fair play to him. He went in there, took care of business. Mm. And um, yeah, hopefully he gets a big fight. Yeah. And he, to be honest, he's probably. Mm-hmm. The most popular heavyweight in Britain. Okay. I would say Del Boy. He's probably between him and Fury. I yeah. think they're both more popular than AJ. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see where you're coming. I probably, I won't like. I think I'll still put AJ ahead of him, but I can definitely see where you're coming from um, in terms of yeah. Del Boy. In terms of like he's the, the character, weak, exactly. Yeah, weak, yeah. Weak in himself, but also he just speaks straight. He's none of this commercial thinking about branding he just yeah. gives it straight and, and I think and that's what appeals people, to people yeah, yeah that's what appeals to people it's kind of like the Dillian White slot I think and like, I love Dillian White but I feel with this whole B sample thing he's his name's gone down a bit and maybe yeah. Chisora could come in and fill that kind of slot. Yeah. Um, but, but even when Chisora and um, Dylan White <coughs> were fighting, mm. Chisora had the crowd behind him. That is true, actually. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He's the, the crowd loved Del Boy and yeah. to be fair, he's backing it up yeah. at the moment. I'll tell you what, outside outside of the arena, there was a lot of people there for Chisora. You know, a lot yeah, of people said okay. that 
you know, I don't know if any of you guys have seen the fan cams yet, but there was a lot of guys that said Chisora was the main event for them. They came yeah. to see Chisora. Um, so one yeah, one guy that said he made me laugh because you asked him, "What do you think of Rafe?" He's like, "Nah, it's just Chisora, mate." Yeah, he was just, <laughs> just there for Chisora. So, yeah, yeah, he does have a van base. Like yeah. it does. Did you know this with Chisora? You know that when you go to see Delboy. He's either going to get knocked out or he's going to knock someone else out. Yeah. And a lot of the casuals, that's what they want to that's see. What, they yes. want to see two big heavyweights going at it yeah. and someone ending up on the deck. Yeah. Yeah. And Chisora's not worried about that taking a defeat. He's nah. he's grown he's grown to the fans a, a lot more now recently with you know team not. It just there's a narrative behind it now yeah. with David Hay being part of it. Exactly. He's it's a bit more in polished as well. A bit more polished. And and yeah. even to say going back, I think there's something when I see Chisora now, he just seems more focused. Apart yeah. from the sort of I'm going to kill David Price remark. Even his behaviour has been a bit good. I think it's been banterish, but I feel it was well-performed, uh, yeah. well-behaved, sorry. Um, and even afterwards, it's all a bit weird seeing him with Nigel Farage. You're just like, huh? where, did that, where did that come from? Good, but, um, good interview as well. If you I've not seen, see. I've not checked it out, actually. Yes, Is it good, yeah? Good. yeah good. But I think that's what they like about Jazora, the unpredictability. Yeah. Yes. You know, you don't know what's going to happen next. Like, we didn't know what was going to happen at the press conference. Yeah. We didn't know he was going to be with Farage after the fight. Like, <laughs> yeah. We don't know what's going to happen Probably next. Like him, 30 but... burgers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, but from your point of view, who would you like to see um, uh, Jazora fight next, Tom? It's difficult. I think... If the Usyk fight did prevail, I mm. think he would take that. But if I was to choose someone, I'd say probably uh, Hunter, maybe. Someone yeah. like that. I don't think the Joyce fight is going to happen. I think yeah. that's been made clear. Uh, Usyk, I mean, they're saying about Joshua's uh, WBO, if he wins it, it's going to be stripped from him or yeah, he's going right. to have to defend. So the belts are going to become vacant. One belt is going to be well, it's vacant. Well, it's a matter yeah. of time. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Chisora, Hunter, someone of that level, I yeah. think. But it's hard to see really what what's from now like what's he gonna choose? I'm I'm not yeah. too sure to yeah. And also on the card we had um Ricky Burns versus Lee Selby. Yeah. Anybody catch that fight? Any thoughts? It went how I thought it would go, to be honest. Selby eked it out. Mm. Um Burns did I would say look like the old man, that's a disrespectful. Um he looked like he was on the turn as a fighter. Yeah. It's not prime Ricky Burns. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Selby did what he had to do, but I would like to see Selby have one or two more fights at that weight just to see where he is at again because obviously he's dipped over the last couple of years. Selby, Selby a few years ago looked like he was going to be the next big thing, yeah, he's... um, but yeah, it was a good win for Selby, but it was an expected win, in my opinion, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of Ricky Burns' performance, were you anybody impressed with Ricky Burns' performance? I think so, I think Selby showed maturity, yeah. um, I think Burns. I mean, you can't knock him. He's he's done it. He's been there. He's done it. Yeah. But I think Selby now can really take that as probably his probably career best performance to date. Mm. You know, yeah. it's 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 a period now where he's got a kick on, <laughs> up in two weights. He's he's molding in, into the weight, mm. and now he's got. A, I mean, you can't look back now. You've got to go forward. You've beaten someone yeah. of that that reputation. You've yeah. got to really kick on now and yeah. demand the the big fights. Exactly. Put his name. So it's a big show to get your name out there as well. So, and um, from your point of view, uh, Daryl, do you think? Um, and this is just really a question about Selby. Do you think power-wise, you think he's going to have the power to really hang with some of the champions in, in that lightweight division? I don't think so. No, yeah. I don't think he's got enough pop to yeah. get rid of the top lightweights out there. Mm. Um, that's the that's the issue I think with Selby now. I mean, he's got the skills, but they are. Um, he's had a long career, mm. so um, I'm not sure as to where he's going to go. But he can still at least be in the B side in a couple of good fights, yeah. and that's no disrespect to Selby at all. Yes. Um, but I think he's seen better days now. Mm. Um, 
and yeah, I, I think right now is the time to really, you know, go for the fights that he's looking for. Yeah. Um, Ricky Burns is a tough, he's a tough son of a gun. Yeah, exactly. And um, he, he's been there and done it as well. And um, he deserves respect for his career. But um, I think, yeah, for Selby, he can at least have a couple more fights. He's yeah. got a few more fights in him. Yeah. And um, last one we're going to talk about on the night is uh, Lawrence Okoli picks up his European Cruiser World yeah. belt, uh, beat Yves Ngarbu, uh, seventh round stoppage. Um, what do you guys make of the performance, Okoli? Divides <sighs> opinion. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Marmite. He's, yeah. I like him, but he's like Marmite. Yeah, you know? I, I don't know. Sometimes I watch Okoli and I think, actually, yeah, do you know what? Mm. But then other times I see him and I think, I'm not sure. Yeah. This was one of the performances I looked on for still unsure about Okoli to be yeah, honest yeah. just raw power isn't it just... he's got ridiculous power yeah. and the other thing is he's a massive guy I saw him at Wembley a couple of years ago yeah, I think it was it might have been before the AJ Povetkin because I remember it was the night before a Wembley show yeah. and I was coming out of a restaurant at the Wembley Designer Outlet and I looked that guy's massive yeah. I did a double take and it was Okoli how the does he make 14-4? Yeah, he's huge. <laughs> he's massive. And he's starting to fill out a bit yeah, as well. Yeah, he is. He'll move up to heavyweight in a couple of years or so. But regarding his performance over the weekend, I wasn't spectacularly impressed, but he got the job done. Mm, and he's got I don't think he gets enough credit, though, really, because yeah. a guy of that inexperience in the pro ranks, and yes. he's already a That's European champion, he's yeah. steamrolled opponents. And if you look at the cruiserweight, Matty Askin, mm. people said was a tough fight. Yep. I know it wasn't the... Most pleasing on the eye, but he's yes. still got to get the yeah. job done. Yes. Um, who else? Who has to be? What do you come at, Jarkay? Southern area. Chamberlain fight at the time. It was not a great fight in terms of um, on the eye, but it was a performance that needed to be done. He got the yeah. job done. He got the job got done. The and job I done. think for me, kind of going back to what you're saying, so I do think with Rakoli, I don't think he's going to get the credit purely because even when I was watching the Ngarbi fight, there were times it was difficult because there's a lot of clinching, yeah. which also comes from the opponent because they don't want to get caught with one of his big right hands. Um, and I just don't think he's yet got the skill set to manoeuvre, not even from like pushing him away, just like pivoting. Yeah, he's got yeah. the, the, the ability to just pivot and then start landing shots. Um, but I do think, I like Akoli. I don't know what it is. I just like his ruggedness. Yeah. I, I think he deserves more credit, Akoli. I think that he, you know, I mean, how many fights has he had now? Like 14, 14 fights? Yeah. Yeah. Just look, he's cleaned out the domestic scene already. Yep. He's um, won a European title now. He's on his way to world honours. And yep. I know that some of his fights are not really that pleasing on the eye, but I think what he's accomplished in such little time. Yes. I mean, it was only a few years ago, he was in McDonald's, a chubby kid. Yeah. And um, AJ came across him and that's how he got into boxing. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Some of the fights are a hard watch. Um, On Saturday, it was pretty hard to watch, but the ending was, you know, he he delivered a knockout. And um, I I think, yeah, if he can, I think Shane McGuigan's the right guy for him as well. I think him and his trainer, I think, is is good for him. So um, I'm interested in his development, and I think that hopefully the cruiserweight division is tough, Mm. but um, he could get up there. Yeah. He could. I think it's all, it's like like you're saying, it's a slow progress. He's just taking the right steps. British. You know what I mean? English, British, Commonwealth, and, yeah, and yeah. European. Um, but I think you raised a good point, actually, having Shane McGuigan, and I think the confidence Shane McGuigan is going to take from working with Taylor, and even his past portfolio, I think that's going to help Akoli a lot as well, to yeah. be fair. Um, I think from an intelligent perspective, I think yeah. McGuigan builds great game plans. Giving the I right think, instructions. Right in instructions. But I think it's about that 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 camaraderie, because I was listening to an interview, and Lawrence Akoli was like, you know, I was kind of, he said he was messing around, and... Shane McGuigan was like, what are you doing? You know you're Lawrence Okoli. Like, but the way he gave him a 
lift. Of air and yeah. a lift, exactly. I think that will be really good for Akoli moving forward. Yeah. And he's surrounded by winners. I mean, look who's in Shane McGuigan's gym right now. You've got Luke Campbell, you've got Josh Taylor, of all people, and you've yeah. got Lawrence Akoli. So, yeah. Yeah, I think exactly. that there is a good team Josh there. Wazzy, I think it's good for him. He's yeah. part of the whole stable from an AJ yeah. boxing perspective. Um, t- totally agree with you. And I think, for me, I think Akoli, it's just going to be interesting to see how he progresses because I think the key thing is a cruiserweight, there's still a few killers there. So would I rush him into a world title fight? Now I would say no. Yeah. Um, I th- still think let him build, give him another yeah, let year. let him develop. Yeah. yeah, I think he's probably got a maximum another 12 months and then... Let him go. Um, there's no rush. He starts now. filling out exactly. There's he's, no pro- rush. he's proven himself. Like once you get to European level, mm. then people are going to really start to want you to get those world titles. But he doesn't yeah. need to rush. Like I'm sure the McGuigan camp, they'll formulate a strategy to get to to world level and yeah. deal with whoever comes in front of him. Yeah, yeah. I th- and I, I see that happening. Because um, there still is a massive gap between European and world. You see the likes yeah. of like Dortikos, exactly. these these guys punch like mules, and exactly. you've got Akoli who's a big puncher, but yeah. still needs to kind of polish the, the technical yeah. side. Yeah. 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 And even if you look at, like you just said, Dortikos, and Dortikos came up against uh, Andrew Tabiti in the last round of the WBSS. Yeah. And Tabiti had a feared reputation of knocking guys out like, ridiculously like stunning knockouts yep. so you're definitely right I think Akoli would just take his time a little bit of learning but I can see him I think he's going in the right direction um, so now guys going to move on to a topic for me I think it's it's kind of the big one but it's totally flown under the radar uh, Sal Canelo Alvarez versus Sir Guy the Crusher Kovalev uh, going down in Las Vegas this weekend I think guys um, I want to get your thoughts on when you heard this fight was being made what was your reaction to it? And I'll start with you, Tom, and then go around. Sensible matchmaking, isn't yeah. it? Picking guys at the right stage of the day. That's what Canelo's career has been. But he, again, he's he's beaten guys who are at the top of their divisions, mm-hmm. top of their game. Yep. And I think now it's like he, he, he's done so well to stake his claim as a pound-for-pound pound great mm-hmm. in the middleweight division. He stepped up to super middleweight, and now he's stepping up to light heavyweight to, to really prove himself. And I don't think people probably... They're probably demising for doing it because it's like he's picking Kovalev, yep. who people p- presume is is an aged fighter. Mm-hmm. I think still there's Kovalev can still cause uh, Canelo threats, yep. but it's about sta- like establishing his legacy, mm. um, climbing up weights. Yeah. It might not be the the best way of doing it mm. against guys like not in their prime, but, yeah, but he's I still. When you look back, it's I, a challenge, I isn't saying, it? Yeah, and when you look back, it's still going to have a light heavyweight title no matter who that champion was in terms of their ranking at the time so exactly. Exactly. yeah and Dean um, I was surprised how easy it was made it was done yeah. fairly quickly That's, compared yeah, to, really to how some big fights are yeah even the yards uh, Kovalev took more <laughs> exactly to yeah. exactly so it's, it was made fairly easy fairly quickly um, fair play to Canelo for stepping up two weight divisions but as Tunde Jai will say, everything is timing. Mm. And Canelo has picked his time very well. Yeah. He saw Yard hurt mm. Kovalev numerous times to the body. Mm. And Canelo is arguably the best body puncher on the planet. Yeah. Um, I think Can- uh, Canelo takes this fight. But I wouldn't completely write off Kovalev. He's not the Kovalev of three, four years ago, but he's still formidable. And I think this fight will take a lot out of Canelo. Yeah. Good point. More than he actually thinks, this fight's going to take a lot out of him. But he will prevail and win. 
I think that Canelo was probably a bit nervous watching that yard fight at times, especially in that eighth, ninth round where <laughs> where Kovalev was rocking. I think Canelo was probably thinking, like, what am I going to do here? But in terms of the fight itself, I agree with both of you guys. I think that it is very good matchmaking from Golden Boy. Um, I think that Kovalev, he's not the same guy as he was a couple of years ago. He's shown that he can be stopped now. He got stopped by Leda Alvarez. And, um, you know, he doesn't have that... For me, he doesn't have that fearsome aura anymore you know the yeah, crusher yeah, like yeah. he was that guy where everybody's afraid to go in the ring with and i think after the ward the two ward fights yeah. uh, make of it what you will with the second ward fight but i think after that kind of lost his aura a little bit but he's still he's still got a, a title up at light heavyweight he's still a recognized the most recognizable name at light heavyweight so for canelo i think he's in this the zone deal now he's got some fights that he needs to fulfill and um yeah i think it makes sense i does i do think it makes sense for him and in terms of the fight itself i know everybody practically everyone i've spoken to is picking Canelo Alvarez and I'm picking him as well but I don't think we should write off Kovalev completely because just look at the head-to-head -head with these guys I mean he's massive <laughs> compared to Canelo and um, Kovalev's still got a good jab got a good trainer yeah, in his corner Buddy McGirt and um, you know I'm picking Canelo but anything can happen Yeah, and I think that's actually a good point that you raised there in terms of one the trainer in his corner I think that's the slight difference since he started working with Buddy McGirt you've seen that he's tried to utilise the jab a lot more yeah, than yeah. even in previous fights. And he has got um, a good jab. Exactly. I think you saw he's that always in the yard fight. Yeah. I think it is just the stamina. The one thing I would say to counter it, and I think Canelo, because I'm I'm picking him as well, um, but I think sometimes we forget Canelo sometimes also has stamina issues as he well. Does, even yeah. if you think to he the Triple G fights, there were rounds where his output really dropped and that's yeah, where yeah, kind of Triple G rounds. brought it yeah. back. Yeah, the I Lara agree. fight as well. So And now that he's stepping up, Another division, more weight. Two divisions. It's not it's, a catchweight either. It's at the yeah, full, full light heavyweight limit. That's what yeah. surprised me. I thought you might have tried to get Kovalev down to 170, 172. Yeah. For Canelo to go up to 175, fair play to him. I think he'll win, but I think this fight's going to take a lot yeah. out of him. And I'm not sure if Canelo will be the same fighter after yeah. this fight. And for me, where I'm really interested to see how this fight plays out is because when Canelo beat Jacobs, mm -hmm. One of the things that impressed me was his movement and his head movement. Mm. I think he's going to have to be on point 120% throughout this fight yeah. because Crusher has got some power, no matter if he's not the guy. Still got old, power. He's still yeah. got power and you're facing a guy that you've actually never taken power in an actual fight. It's one thing sparring 175 pounders or cruiserweights. It's going to be in an actual fight and I think that could make a difference. Yeah. Just in terms of Canelo's game plan, if he starts getting punched quite early in terms of a jab and a right one-twos, he's going to be thinking to himself... What's my game plan now? How am I going to... Everyone's got a plan to get punched so in, they the get face, punched in yeah. the face, as yeah. the great Mike Tyson said. And I think Kovalev, he's a bit vindictive and I think he's going to be thinking, this is the first fight where I've been totally written off because I can't think of a fight where he's been totally written off yeah. like this. One thing to consider as well is how many guys has Canelo knocked over at middleweight? You know, how much, like, how many people has he knocked out? Yeah, not as much as you would think. Yeah, so... Yeah. To move up another two weight divisions, will he be able to carry any sort of power to light yeah, heavyweight to disrupt Kovalev? And that's actually a good point because when you think of the Jacobs fight, he fought really well, yeah. but actually didn't put him down. No. Do you know what I mean? I think we're all kind of saying he's going to stop Kovalev, but yeah, I just think if it, are we thinking, are we focusing too much on the Andre Ward defeat and not obviously we know Andre Ward is class, but I think we're focusing so much on that little bit of the yard. But if we're honest, Yard had what one or two rounds best throughout the whole fight. Yeah, I can't. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm really intrigued just to see how it plays out. Not even just for the result, just to see how the fight plays out, me too. Sort of round by round. For me, the, the only reason I'm picking Canelo mm. is because his strength, which is the body punches, is Kovalev's weakness. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm picking Canelo, just because mm. of the body punch. I think he will wear Kovalev down. Yeah, and I don't think he'll stop Kovalev, but he'll wear him down. And I think 
Canelo will take over, although he, we talked about stamina issues, mm. but I think he will take over the last couple of rounds and yeah. I think he'll nick a win. To be and honest. if Kovalev's not able to get to Canelo early and really establish his power, he's going to get frustrated. Mm. He's going to be more restless and he's going to... I suppose he's he's not gonna he's just gonna want to kind of you know swing for the hills and I think Canelo's sharpness yeah. is gonna yeah. it's gonna be the uh, yeah. the way he slip shots Canelo is brilliant just oh, on just on your point as well Kovalev he does he's not exactly living clean outside of the ring either is he and maybe that might catch up with him yeah. I, vodka. I agree with that but I think that's why the quick turnaround from the yard fight could be good. Yeah, for him. I think that could yeah. be very good for Kovalev because there's been no rest period for him, really. He had yeah. a few weeks rest and then he's straight back in the gym. He's not had time to do what he normally does. Yeah. And That's drink. an interesting point because my question to you guys was going to be, do you think the short lead time in terms of a camp, we've heard Chisora say it quite openly in terms of, I went at price because of the short camp. Do you think that, so you don't feel that's going to affect Kovalev? You think no, I, I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like a quick turnaround could help him, yeah. Similar to like the Ruiz, I guess, in terms of he had a fight yeah, with yeah. straight back yeah. out. Interesting. I like I, I like that that thought. Um, so, guys, let's move on to uh, the WBC. So, last week, I'm sure we all woke up. I think it was probably Wednesday or Thursday morning. Yeah. And it's announced that Devin Haney is a new WBC champion. And I was mm. thinking, but who the hell did he fight? Um, and it's also transpired that obviously last so the last seven days the WBC they've had their annual convention. So, for those of you that don't know, the WBC convention is really. It's a annual meeting where boxers, so namely their champions, coaches, promoters, managers, refs, judges, they all kind of meet around, build up these, they have these workshop sessions and they talk about different things, whether it's from drug testing to certain rules and study certain fights. Um, but they, they also have this area where promoters can petition to get things lobbied. So that's certain things, for example, Aram petitioning for uh, Lomachenko to get the vacant fight um, against Campbell. But on this session, Aram has petitioned for Lomachenko to be made a franchise champion, which has obviously elevated Haney. Um, And I'm going to tell you guys my gripe, and then you can agree, disagree, or give me your points. I just feel... It's totally disrespectful on on two parts. One, for us as the fans, because we want to see the best fight the best. So I would have not necessarily said Lomachenko or Haney's at the top of my list. But if that's pay-per-view and I know that's happening, I'm going to pay for it. So that's I feel wronged in that. I just feel that the fact that the franchise champion can never lose this belt in the ring, even if they fight and lose, I think just makes a mockery of belts in general. Um, and I also feel that from the vacant belt perspective... I feel you should make the one or two or the two and three fight for it, yeah. not just give it to a guy that's just been introduced. What do you guys think about that? I think the it's ridiculous because regardless if you're Devin Haney's 22-0 and 0 unbeaten or if you're a 7-0 and 0 guy that's had 300, 400 fights in the amateurs, like the way Lomachenko won a world title in his, in his uh, third fight or whatever it was and then moved on. But you like you said, two and three or whoever's yeah. in the top pecking order to yeah. fight for the belt should fight for it and like someone should earn the right to to be a world champion not mm. just be gifted a a world title because now it's going to change the whole spectrum of you know i've got a world title now so i can call the shots mm. devin haney might sit there and think well i've got a wbc world title yes i can call the shots now exactly and the, these fights then will it'll yeah. create problems it will do for me it's rubbish it's nonsense yeah. it's ridiculous um, for me, my, my biggest gripe is that, again, I think they should have had one or two, one number one and two fighting for it, yep. not just hand it out. For me, it's ridiculous. Don't like the concept of it. Hate it. Get rid of it. It's rubbish. 
Yeah, um, to follow on from that, it just makes a mockery of, of the fans, really, in my opinion. I saw an interview with um, Suleiman and um, a guy from the Boxing Voice, Ness from the Boxing Voice, and he was quizzing um, him on, you know, the status of the franchise champion and what it means. And it's just so complicated for me mm. because, um, I mean, can you become undisputed? You can't lose the belt in the ring. So if Devin Hayne, like if Lomachenko, his ideal, he was waiting for the fight between Comey and, and L- Lopez to, you know, fight for the undisputed championship. Yeah. So what does it mean now? I mean, does that, where does it leave Devin Haney? I'm sure he didn't want to win the belt that way. And it's the same with um, Canelo Alvarez as well. And I'm just worried now, like, are the WBC just going to wake up one day and just say, we're going to make Wilder the franchise champion? You know, like, it, anything can happen. And um, it's just very confusing. It's hard for me to explain to my casual friends what it means yeah, yeah. if they were to ask me, because I'd literally be like, I don't know. Yeah. So and, it's, think, and that's a good point, because I think what people aren't understanding, they might say, well, what's the harm? You have to understand, in my opinion, the harm is you have a visual representation of a lot of different fighters with a belt. Sometimes if you just look at a green belt and then you see Haney, then Lomachenko, then Comey and Lopez, you're going to say, well, who's the real champion? If yeah. one's a paper, one's a franchise, one's a diamond, one's a mayo. mayo. Like, how many belts have they got? How much? Exactly. Um, and I think to your point with the Wilder thing, again, you are right because there's no set criteria. So if you was to say Canelo, if I'm being totally honest, I think I don't agree with it, but I can see where they're going with Canelo. Purely because he's moved up and down weights. If you think about where he started his career, he's fighting at light heavyweight this weekend. I get it. He's a big name as well. I think it's way too soon for Lomachenko. I don't think Lomachenko is, in my opinion, earned the right to have that. I.e., he's never unified or been undisputed in any of the weight class. Good at point. least Crawford has done that. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, yeah. I'm bringing in Crawford's name to say, well, where's his sort of title at being franchised? Thankfully, he said he's not interested in that. But I'm just like... Yeah, why is Lomachenko doing that? And it just makes me think, why wouldn't you want to fight Comey or Lopez? And I know I might be going, but I'm just thinking, why would you take that franchise option as opposed to just fight Comey or Lopez? I don't know. It's I thought that was the original... I thought that's what he wanted to do. Like I thought he that was his, his plan, to fight yeah. the winner of that fight and then become undisputed. So it was a big surprise to me, mm. waking up and seeing that. It was... Crazy. Um, I mean, do you think it's a bigger deal than what we we make out? Because obviously, we're 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 anticipating the the best are going to fight the best eventually. Mm. But then, is it just that kind of that reason to say, well, like Devin Haney's now credibility is going to be a little bit diminished because he's I think it is, yeah. he's just been announced as a champion. Mm. Is he going to get complacent? Is he are the other fans going to give him enough credit? And I, I mean, again, you guys can cast it. I just think. He won't get full credit, maybe amongst like more of the casual fans, because they won't understand like the backstory to it. But I just think guys like us sitting in this room, we know he's good. We believe he probably would have been a world champion anyway. But there's always going to be an asterisk to say, well, actually, he won it while he was sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know I agree with that 100%. <laughs> he won it while he it's, was it's sleeping. Not, it's not fear on him, to be honest. It's not, no. It's not. I mean, look at Shakur Stevenson last weekend. You know, he exactly. he, he picked up the WBO title, albeit vacant, but he still won it. Yeah. And uh, he won that in the ring. Whereas Devin Haney's got the talent to do that, but he wasn't given the opportunity. Yeah, And that's actually a great segue um, into another agenda. But I will say, I've got to say this, guys, I'm going to put this position to you, right? So you're a fighter, yep. you know, you've got an opponent, you get your manager calls you and says, yeah, you're going to be fighting X, Y, Z. You're laying in bed and you're like, babe, yeah, I've got this fight. Who are you fighting? I'm fighting X, Y, Z. That's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> she called Stevenson this weekend. He yeah. was lit, the guy he, he fought... His sister. His sister isn't he? How mad is that? Yeah. Like just from split loyalties. Um, but yeah, going really into the Shakur, and I'll start with you, Daryl. Um, what do you think of the fight? And what do you think of Shakur Stevenson overall and also him 
calling out Josh Warrington to unify. I like Shakur Stevenson. I, I've liked him from since the amateurs. I think he's got all the talent in the world. He's managed by Andre Ward. He's yeah. good friends with Terence Crawford. Yeah. The whole Jay Prince si- as well. yeah, Jay Prince as well. So he's got a great team behind him. Bob Arams is promoter. Yeah. Um, the whole situation with the fight last weekend was a bit surreal, really. You know, to fight your girlfriend's brother, who um, I think the family have apparently disowned his girlfriend um, because of. Yeah, because he, she was going out with Shakur Stevenson, so wow. it's just a bit of a family. Wow, it's like a Jerry Springer sort of thing. <laughs> You're so, Jerry Springer. Um, I didn't know that to be honest. Yeah, like yeah. they. Um, so he's dating. He's dating his his opponent's sister. Yeah, yeah. and like the family of the I sister yeah, have did, disowned I did, I did, her. Now. I didn't yeah, know they disowned her. Yeah, they yeah. disowned her. So even after the ring, I think when um, after Shakur won, yes. I think he attempted to you know like like make amends with the family but they still didn't want to so very personal man but um, yeah I mean Shakur looked good he pretty much won it was almost a shutout in my opinion I think that he's a very talented fighter I'm not sure I did a video on this today about him and Josh Warrington and I think that with them two um, he wants it like he he's already said he's been impatient and Andre Ward's had to tell him at times like need to slow down you've got a long career ahead of you I'm not sure um, if Josh Warrington, I think they will eventually fight. I think it's an easy one to make, but I don't know. I'm I'm not picking against Josh Warrington anymore. Like I've picked against him quite yeah. a few times before. He's proved me wrong, and yeah. um, I don't know. I'm not sure if Shakur's ready for it yet. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I want to actually again. I want to come back to you guys as well. Yeah. On Shakur and the whole Josh Warrington. What's your thoughts, guys? Um, again, I don't think he is quite ready for it yet. To be honest, I think give it another year or so. Yeah, yeah, 15, 18 months, and I think yeah, then. Great fight to make. Um, as you said, I ain't picking against Josh Warrington again. <laughs> I've done that three or four times and, yeah, yeah got made to look a mug. Yeah. Um, if they were to fight, if it happened in Leeds, yeah. uh, Josh Warrington beats... <laughs> he probably beats Deontay Wilder in Leeds, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that energy, right? Yeah, yeah. it's just... Uh, he beats any and everyone. But if it happened in the States, yeah. then Shakur Stevenson. But I would like to see him wait another year, 18 yeah. months, to be honest. Yeah. I think so, Shakur Stevenson's first class. I yeah. think, um, he again, he's it's, it's one of those ones where he doesn't need to rush anything. Mm. He's a world champion now. And I think his skill set... I mean, from the amateurs, he was, like, destroying guys, yes. you know. And he's, he's, he's showing now... That he can he manage himself. He's not worried about the spotlight and uh, the sort of exposure that's on his career. He's not he's not banking on that. Like I know he's got the likes of Crawford, you know, mm-hmm. singing his praises. He's got Andre Ward, who's managing him, but he's his own person now. He's starting yes. to establish himself as a mm-hmm. genuine threat at that division. And I think the Warrington fight, like you said, if he if he has it in Leeds, obviously mm-hmm. the Leeds crowd are gonna. I mean, Warrington's probably. Not gonna lose a fight <laughs> yeah. in, in Leeds, but you never know. Styles, yeah. Styles, Styles Shakur Stevenson fight. is one of those unique, you know, unique fighters. Yeah, mm. and and uh, and just to kind of follow on with you guys, I think it's definitely key to say, yeah, Warrington Selby. I didn't think Warrington had a chance. I just thought it was that whole typical. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. about the fans. But like you said, he's proved me wrong. I did back him to beat Frampton, um, but I was still surprised how he done it. If I'm being honest, um, and again the Calais had fight. I think he did what he needed to do. Um, I think that's going to be a really interesting fight. I think you're right. The location mm-hmm. could play its part because the no matter too, what... The referee yeah, as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because the styles are actually going to be quite different. And I was looking at... So last week I said, after the fight, I personally feel Josh Watton is probably the best British boxer at the moment. I feel that if you look at his resume, he's a world champion and his style isn't necessarily boring. Mm-hmm. And the way he dispatched that guy in two rounds, I think, kind of proved that... Um, 
I feel Shakur Stevenson versus Hat- Warrington would be like Mayweather versus Hatton part two. Yeah. Um, because I think you're looking at the defensiveness of, of Shakur Stevenson. I think it's going to take a great fighter to open him up. Yeah, I agree. think Warrington could potentially do that, though, because he's fought top guys. But Warrington just comes forward. So I feel he's even, in my opinion, he's a bit better than um, Hatton because I feel that he actually delivers against his peers. You know what I mean? Hatton came up. We know that he fell short. Um so yeah, I could I couldn't wait for that fight. Um I think the location plays a massive part. Um, yeah, I think it will. Um I think it will. Yeah, you look at the when I when I watched Warrington and even I'm kind of into it when he's doing that old leads, leads and uh, <laughs> guys achieves and all of that. Like you you're you're on the TV watching it, you're like, all right, let's get involved. Um so yeah, no, I think that'll be a great fight if they can make that happen. Um interesting as well because you look at the two promoters. You would imagine it could be relatively easy to get a deal yeah. done between yeah. Bob yeah. Arum and Frank, and Frank Warren as well. So I think that would be fantastic if we get that. And next. it's something for Josh Warrington to look forward to a, a day in the uh, in the States, States bring all yeah. the fans over. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an opportunity there, really, regardless of whether it's in the UK or if it's in, in the US. It's a fight that, again, could produce and could see it two or three times. I, I do. I would like to see Warrington over in the States. I think he deserves that. He wants America. it. Yeah. Mm. I think he deserves that big fight in America, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, if they make it in America great fight and I'll be staying up to watch it but I do think it would tip it in Shakur's favour if it was in the in States. States yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah and that's the thing actually with the, with it being in the States you would probably think it needs to marinate a little bit just because yeah, it's in yeah, the States yeah, you know what yeah, I mean if you're going to yeah. do a Vegas or whatever it's anything like that um, yeah I think it just needs to mar- marinate but great fight um, and I guess in other boxing news this week um Javante Davis, and I want to talk about him a little bit because he's been quite active the last few days. Um, he's going to be moving up to fight Gamboa. Um, yeah. Same year called Gamboa that lost to Crawford. What do you guys think of that matchup and uh, Davis moving up in weight? It's a bit of a strange one, to be honest. I wasn't yeah. expecting. Uh, Gamboa, yeah. like, yeah. is that yeah. presuming 140? Is it? Uh, I think it's 135. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Javante Davis got a lot to prove, hasn't he? Mm. You know that he's had how how long now in in inactive yeah. or the or the weight it's on his shoulders? Not the same to, level of the same level since when he kind of came onto the yeah. scene last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two attached to that Mayweather stance on mm. padded records, and he, yeah. he's not proven. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he's a great fighter. Mm. You know, he's got the the glitz, the glam. But you need to start now, especially with the way these guys are coming up. They're not. They're relentless. They're not going to mm. sit around and wait for a Javante Davis fight. He's got to prove himself now. Yeah, yeah. It, he, I like he, he should be further down the line oh, yeah. to where he is. He should yeah. be a lot further down the line. And I don't know if you saw today on Twitter, he called out Josh Taylor. That's what yeah, I to bring, yep. um, to bring up. He doesn't want any of that smoke to be <laughs> strange one. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. Forget, forget that fight mm. for him. No, he just needs to get his career back on track, mm. get active, and then kick on from there. In a couple of years' time, I'd love to see Davis against Haney. To mm. be honest, for me, that's the one I'd love to see in a yeah. couple of years' time. But Davis for now, Javante Davis for now, just get active again, get fighting, mm. and get back to where you should be. Yeah, yeah. I think considering his talent, you know, he's one of the most talented young guys out there right now in my opinion so I'd have to say I'm slightly disappointed in his development so far Mm. I would have expected him to be a bit further than where he is now let's put it that way considering the likes of Devin Haney Shakur Stevenson 
uh, Teofimo Lopez, all of these those guys around his age yeah. are starting they've, to really crack on now. They've come on from nowhere. They have. Yeah. And um, Javante Davis, when he picked up that world title, I thought, this is it now. He's mm. like, the sky's the limit. It's non-stop. But it's kind of, I don't know, it's hit a stumbling block a little bit. Right. Outside of the ring, you know, he blows up in weight a little bit. He, he hangs around Major Brown. You see him cabbage dr- patch kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's drunk outside of the arenas oh, now. And, um, you know, it's not the best way to live. And, yeah. you know, it will catch up with him eventually. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he can really knuckle down now and start to, you know, look at unifying these belts and taking on. Yeah. He should have fought Tevin Farmer a long time ago. Should have fought him ages ago. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, as for the Josh Taylor call-out, um, I... I don't think that's a good fight for him either. I think Josh Taylor's like a foot taller than him, for one. Yeah. Um, he's no right to call out Taylor, really. No, yeah. no that's a yeah. very good and, point. And even even when he says, oh, if he thinks he's powerful, we don't even know if your power is trans- translated into the higher divisions, number yeah. one. And we've never seen Taylor get knocked down or knocked out, or clearly. He's got right? a good chin. So we could argue that he's got a good chin because he took some proper shots from Progre, yeah, in my did. opinion. Yeah. Progre filled out for that fight. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think... Um, it's, it's clout chasing. I think it's him getting his name back out there because you guys have all made great points. If you think about when he won that title against Pedraza, yeah. what has he really done to say, like, I'm this guy, I'm this guy, yeah. nothing. Mediocre opponents. Yeah. Mediocre yeah. opponents. With the space of probably 12 months each fight. Even Gamboa. I mean, that's not... His, his name only at this point exactly. with regards to Gamboa. Exactly. I mean, he's been done for a long time now, in yes. my personal opinion. He's not he's, he's not set... The, he's like a, I don't want to say he's a gatekeeper because that's a bit disrespectful, but... He's just like, we all say, well, the Crawford fight, if you beat Gamboa, depending on how you do it, we can see the levels you're yeah, at. Yeah, and yeah, with yeah, Davis yeah. as well, what what struggles, what, what I'm disappointed is, this is outside the ring antics, do you know what yeah. I mean? I think he's too close to Adrian Broner. Um, something's going on there, and I just think he's not focused in terms of where he wants to train. So if you think in the last two months or whatever, he's just been going to different gyms, I'm like, you're part of the mayor of a stable, yeah. get your ass to Vegas, away from your family and friends. And focus. Mayweather tried, tried to didn't he? He tried to <laughs> exactly. say that to him, but he didn't want. He wanted to stay in Baltimore. So yeah. there's no I structure. That's the problem. No. Yeah, I, and I mean, I know it's it's great to where it's got you, but I think for all Mayweather's flaws, I'm going to be honest. For me, I think people should listen to him when it comes to the yeah. boxing game because he's been there and done that. Regardless of what you think about his outside uh, and life, he, and he was disciplined. Super Mayweather's outside life, he was very disciplined. Super disciplined. You, you look at guys under Mayweather like Broner and Davis and complete opposite yeah, but at least Broner could turn around and say you know what I'm a four weight world champion Davis hasn't really done anything yeah, yet yeah it's yeah. true that is, I mean that's a good point even though I don't think Bro, I think Broner's oh, he did it, us, yeah he didn't yeah, fulfil his potential yeah exactly yeah. And he's, when he says four time I agree with you he's factorialist right but I would say uh, who are the opponents but um, he, I saw him because uh, Robert Easter Jr fought on the weekend um, on a PBC card yeah. he got the win so Broner and Davis were there and I was seeing Broner and I mean he looked like me <laughs> like dad bod, Benny's just there, like coming through the tea. You're just like enjoying life now. Enjoying life now. So mm. I don't know what's gonna go on with him. I just think it's good. Probably mentally, he seems to be speaking well. But yeah, overall performance wise, I don't know if he's gonna come back in the ring. Um, yeah. One of the other things that was kind of announced last week. Um, so I'm just gonna do a um, run through news. So guys, if you've got any points, please bring them up. Um, Eubank Jr. was uh, agreed to fight Korobov. Um Yes, in New York on the Charlo card. What do you guys think risky. of that as a... Risky fight, that is. Korobov mm. is no joke. Yeah. Um, fair play to Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, yeah. I think that is a difficult fight for him. But I'd like to think that maybe they're building up the Charlo fight, considering it is on the undercard. Yeah. I think that would be an unbelievable fight, yeah. Eubank oh, yeah. Jr. and Charlo. I think Charlo wow. sparks him. Oh, you do? I'm going to reserve yeah, until after the, after the Korobov fight. If, if I'm he being can honest. put on an impressive yeah. performance yeah. against Korobov, 
it will leave people thinking, you know, maybe he's got a yes. chance against Charlo here. But I agree. I think Charlo beats him mm. if they do fight. But it's an exciting one. Yeah, definitely. And, and when you think about it, because Korobov obviously fought Charlo and that was... Not cl- it was exactly. It wasn't like you knew Charlie won, but you could see like it wasn't the way you expected it, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think they are building up this Eubank Junior Charlo fight, um, and I think it makes sense. I think I, I think the press conferences alone be yeah. worth the entrance fee. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the Eubanks, the Charlos, That's what I'm yeah, I'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. is very true, and um, yeah. So for me, I think um, that was really good to hear because I think again it just shows the, the state of boxing at the moment. But guys, I'm going to go around the court table. So speak to you. What's what would you like to talk about topic wise? Boxing, uh, any news, anything that's. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of boxing right now, yeah, the, the franchise champion thing was a really big gripe for me. Um, there's a lot of things going on right now. It's hard to keep up. Like, I'm interested to know what's going on with Dylan White. Yes. You know, I, we're not hearing anything with regards to... I don't think we're ever going to find out about this B sample, but I just want to know when are we going to get a resolution with regards to it. I mean, I interviewed Dean White about a couple of months ago now, and he said to me, you know, by the beginning of October, we should hear something. We're now at the end of October, haven't heard anything. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been a bit of here and there with regards to, you know, Eddie Hearn and his interviews with when we're going to see White out next. So... For me personally, I'm I'm a big fan of Dylan White, yeah. and I just like to see you know I just like to know what's going on because I think us as fans deserve to to know to agree to what is going on. Totally agreed. Yeah, yeah. You sort of stole my thunder actually because I was like, Dylan White, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I just like to know what's going on. I'm a massive Dylan White fan. Um, I don't know, maybe he's serving a band that they're just trying to keep on the low. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. Whatever the outcome is or was, I just want to know what's going on mm. with him. Yeah. There was one thing that I don't think we touched on was mm. the uh, rumours of Ruiz going back down to the amateurs, I think, to represent, was it? Uh, um, Mexico. 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 Yeah, I think he shut that down yeah. now, didn't he? I think he came out and said he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. Oh, was that completely? Yeah, because I think there was a bit of um, backlash as well because people were like, well, yeah, every champion doing? going yeah. into the Olympics because it's Tokyo, right? Next year in Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo, yeah. yeah. But even just to follow on on that, though, because obviously it came out again from the WBC convention that White is now essentially yeah. banned until 2021. Right, because they said, it, was it? February? I think they said if if he's February, um, if he's cleared, cleared. Exactly. then he'll be able to. It'll be mandatory by February twenty twenty one. Right, but disgusting. If, right, but the thing is, I just think it's going back to your point. I think because we're not going to find out what's happening, mm-hmm. I think we don't see him fight for WBC for twenty twenty one. I think that rules. So I think he's going to look to. down the other route. He's going to have to look down the other division. Sorry, other. Uh, federations, whether it's WBO, yes. IBF. But, but if it comes out that, you know, it, it, he was cleared, etc., etc., and he can fight, I still think that's disgusting. The fact he's been, what, mandatory since... So long. Jesus was a boy. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's going to have to wait till 2021. Yeah. I think it's out of order, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, no, I mean... I do feel for him. I do feel for him. He's got, and he's taking hard, hard fights. Tough fights. Even tough though fights. he's been number one in the WBC, still taking these tough fights. Yeah. When <laughs> a lot of the other heavyweights are fighting bums, let's be honest. Yeah. And he's taking these hard fights and what does he get for it? It's a disgrace, really, because like with... I know, I know Usyk, he, he cleaned up at Cruiserweight, but he's more or less been given a, an opportunity at a world oh, title as opposed to... White, who's had to earn... 100%. He's the favourite child in that sense. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's disappointing, really. Um, But I I think, yeah, us as as fans, going back to the original point, um, if we're... Like if his fans are going to defend him, then he people need to know if he is innocent or not, or what's actually going on. We still haven't even got a statement from Dylan White since that event. And when, when did that fight happen? July. July. We haven't heard anything. So 
Um, yeah, I know the ruling with the WBC is that if he was cleared, mm. then he'll become mandatory in February 2021. But um, Wilder, he's got it cushy with the WBC right now. I think that they're probably in Al Heyman's pocket, if you want me to be honest. Yeah. And um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, the Ortiz fight, it is a dangerous fight, but it's not one that anybody asked for. Like, the first fight was pretty conclusive. Yeah. Uh, the Tyson Fury rematch appears to be dragging out. I don't think that's going to happen in February. That's so, the wildest <laughs> thought, though, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't Fury think Fury will be fighting see... The Undertaker in February. Yeah. <laughs> He's fighting him tonight, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or Wednesday. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel it for Dylan White, but I mean, the belts are probably going to get fractured after... Yeah. Uh, Ruiz Joshua too so maybe Dylan White might have to pursue some options really and, and go for the WBO or something I don't know I think if I'm being honest I think that's his only option because there will be question marks around the B sample let's just be honest on that um, I think with the WBC I think they clearly never really wanted to give him a chance they never felt whatever he had signed up to he wasn't doing it right and I think that's wrong because they weren't having a clear communication because as far as I'm aware especially from the Hellenius fight, that was a silver, WBC silver uh, mm. belt that he was fighting for. So I would have felt from at least then he would have got an opportunity. Um, unfortunately, the politics between her and PBC and that took its took its decision um, and had an impact. But I think you're right. For me, Dillian White should have had a title after the Chisora fight even more. After yeah, the, yeah. the the stoppage of Chisora last year, I think he deserved... Do you know when we talk about sometimes who deserves a world title? Yeah. I felt he had deserved one. I felt the unfortunate thing was it was held by Dillian, uh, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. Um, so I think he has to kind of play it safe, wait and see what happens with the Ruiz-Joshua fight. If there is a, uh, a stripping because of somebody who can't fulfill their mandatory, yeah. I think he's got to go... Got to say to Eddie Hearn, listen, I want that. I'll back me 100%. What about um, yeah. Usyk? If he if he's cleared to fight, what about grabbing the Usyk fight? Because Usyk, as you said, is <coughs> mandatory. If he takes the Usyk fight and beat Usyk, which isn't beyond the realms, yeah. to be honest, yeah. it puts him in a great position. Oh, yeah. I think if he gets a title, um, or, or if it's a, a vacant or an eliminator, I think if he gets a title against Usyk, I think 100%, I think a lot of people won't even fight him. Yeah, he might yeah. probably won't even get. He won't get the opportunity because <laughs> you've got to think of it. If he beats Usyk, everyone's saying Usyk's coming in. He's gonna he's, he's take really over. Skillful, and, yeah, do you know what I mean? He's gonna be the most fleet-footed. Okay, he won't have the power, but you'll have the smarts. If Dylan White beats him, and we know that he's clear in that sense. I think you've got to sit there if you're Joshua and Wilder or even maybe Fury and Dillian yeah. Fuck, That's the boogie, there's man. More to, yeah. There's more to Dillian <laughs> yeah. White than I think. Yeah. And his boxing skills are underrated. This is what yeah. I mean. White, yeah. Like, yeah, I just don't feel like he needs to take her, unless it is for a vacant title. Yeah. He doesn't need to take that as a step in because yeah. he's proven it already. Yeah, like, it's true. He needs a title shot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was offered yeah. the fights yeah. with He was, Pulev. yeah. Pulev. I was going to say, I was just about to say that. Yeah, he was offered the fights with Pulev. He was offered the fight with Joshua. So, I mean, how much sympathy should we have for Dylan Wright, yeah, really? Yeah. Because he has had the yeah. opportunity and to he, fight for these other belts. He has, but he, he did want to take the WB. So I think we've got to respect the fact he wanted to take the WBC route. And mm. let's be honest, as long as you've got the, if you've got the WBC belt, you're generally considered the man. Yeah. So maybe that's why he wanted to take... Yeah, he didn't want to be dictated to. Yeah. No, he knows his value, doesn't yeah. he? And I also think even, because you're right on the whole AJ negotiation, I do think, though, I think, and it's quite clear, we know Matchroom and Hearn and AJ, the way they negotiate... It's quite tough. And I think it, it didn't make total sense, but when he was offered the fight after Miller pulled out, um, I think he made a mistake. He should have gone for it. But this mm. whole, I need a longer camp, although made sense, I think was probably um, a wrong decision by him because he kind of he, he yeah, procrastinated. Yeah. Yeah. And Ruiz took it with two hands and was like, he's not a world champion. So I do get what you mean, but I do have a little bit of sympathy for, for Dylan White. Um, but I just hope, if he, I think if he doesn't get this B sample... 
I worry for him, if I'm being honest, if this doesn't get cleared up. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I then you're saying to yourself, like, what's going on? Where yeah. all the other past wins, how credible were they? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, one th- fight I want to talk about, it's a bit down the line, but I do want to get your guys' thoughts uh, on it as a whole. KSI versus this Paul Logan. <laughs> I only know their names because Sky Sports been pumping it. But it's pay-per-view. They've got two quality fighters in terms of the boxing world yeah. on, on the card. Might have to fly thoughts? out to LA and kick them out of the ring. <laughs> Tom's balling. <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we spoke about it when uh, Michael Amu was in the studio mm. the other week. It's, it's good for the, the profile of the sport, but it just takes away that that general purity. Like we've, yeah. We want to see like the... The, the real Spence Crawfords, you mm. know, and this this fight is is a gimmick, isn't it? Really, yeah, so it's, yeah, you know, it's not it's nothing exciting. This okay, they're doing it the the noble way and having mm. you know no head guards, they're doing the professional licenses. Yeah. But these guys are two YouTubers. Okay, they've got that 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 sell, sell point, mm. but they've got big profiles, big that's names. It. But that's about all they've got. They ain't yeah. got the technicalities of yeah. uh, a modern day. Yeah, know. yeah. It, it is good for the sport of boxing again in terms of the profile of it. Um, would I pay for it? No. Mm. If it was just you know those two fighting, but I will pay for that pay per view because you got Haney on the card, you got Billy Joe, Joe Saunders, who I think is probably the most gifted British fighter out there. Boatsy. Um yeah. you got Boatsy. Boatsy gonna, yeah. that been announced? Yeah. That's, yeah. So yeah, okay. that's so, why he's pulled out of Manchester. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I will end up paying for it. But to be honest, I didn't see the first fight. I've never heard of these two. Um, the only thing I think I heard about it after the fight, I heard they drew and a couple of YouTubers. Mm. And I said to my, I said to my little boy, I said, "Have you heard of KSI and this Paul Logan?" Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, Paul Logan's annoying. No one likes him." Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. That's the um. That's the only time I'd heard of him, to be honest. But mm. I've still not seen that fight. Um, I've got no real interest in the fight. But Fun. yeah, I'll watch it because I'm a boxing fan. It'll, yeah. it'll be a laugh, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think us as you know, but let's be honest, we're all boxing nerds here. So when yeah, it comes to exactly. you know boxing, we tend to be a bit snobbery when it's it comes to these, right? these two guys. We look at them, turn our noses at them, think these guys are just YouTubers at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I think it's good for the sport. Mm. I'm not one of those that think, oh, it shouldn't be happening because exactly. if it can bring in casual fans into the sport, yeah. then that's not a bad thing. If it can get more people in the gyms, then that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, in terms of the fight itself, I'm not particularly interested in it. Yeah. don't really care who wins, don't know who any of these two guys are. Um, it's just a bit of a gimmick for me, but I think I'd have a problem with it if it was kind of interrupting, like you said earlier, you know, our schedule with in terms of the big fights. But I think we're still seeing these fights. We're still yeah, seeing true. Canelo Kovalev. We're still seeing Ruiz and Joshua too. We're still seeing, you know, all these fights that are being made. So I can accept this fight every now and then. If it was something that was going to happen like every month or anything like that, then I'd yeah. be like, this is starting to take away Switch from... to UFC. So, yeah, I, I'm not like particularly... I don't care who wins. I'm not yeah. particularly interested in it, but I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah. Yeah, I respect it, that both guys are getting in the ring and it's a different experience. These guys are used to being behind the camera, yes. playing their FIFA, their consoles, and, mm. you know, being that kind of... Um, having that interaction with fans. Yeah. But this time now, they're doing it under... Yeah. Yeah. And they're challenging themselves. So I think in life, anybody that can challenge himself and get some type of development because their health is going to benefit right yeah. I think it's a positive um, and I have to say kind of agree especially with you Daryl is that I don't see it's such of a bad thing I definitely get mm. why people are upset with yeah. it um, but I think if we're talking about boxing as a sport moving to the next level we kind of need these sort of yeah, lifts in my opinion. Agreed, 100%. Because it just makes it a lot more widespread in terms of who watches it. Like, your children are now knowing that KSI is boxing. Yeah. The next minute, you know, they're going to see maybe an Anthony Joshua and they're like, oh, 
Yeah. That, you're watching a boxing match. Do you know what I mean? The UK, and they might get into it a bit more. Um, and I think he's definitely got that opportunity. Um, you're just widening the reach of yeah. boxing at the moment. So we have to be able to have a crossover in yeah. some f- films. And if I'm going to be honest, and I don't want to offend anyone when I say this, but I would much rather watch this than Nigel Ben versus Beaker. Absolutely. In my opinion. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like probably, you know, the announcement that that fight was off was probably one of the but best announcements honestly, that I've, yeah. fight cancellations it's, 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 that I've heard. It's true. And, and it's no disrespect to Nigel Ben because he is one of, he's one of the reasons why I love boxing. Mm. But Nigel Ben at this stage of his life, I want him to be at home in Australia. Exactly. Just just feet enjoying, up. yeah, feet up. Grandkids. Got, yeah, grandkids, kids, you've got a lovely missus. Just enjoy your family. I don't want to see him getting in the ring and getting punched. Because sure, yeah. it tarnishes the, the reputation of the sport. That's yeah. what it, I it does, yeah. It, it does, yeah. And, like, God forbid, if anything did happen in the KSI Logan Paul exactly. uh, fight, it would tarnished like exactly why are these guys being given an opportunity when yes. there's guys that have gone up from you know the full the f- amateurs, amateurs like youth ranks but god forbid imagine if something happened to nigel ben well exactly oh, yeah. i was mm. gonna say with both of them especially with the pat day incidents rest his yeah. soul yeah it would have just made it would have yeah. not even more than a mockery i think you saw it a little bit people were trying to put boxing under the spotlight say it needs to be banned because people do feel like boxing should just be banned. Yeah, and I think is, with yeah. your KSI and your Nigel Benz, I think you give them ammunition to fire at us. So I'm kind of glad the Nigel Ben one is. I'm sorry, I'm very glad the Nigel Ben one is off. KSI, I'm like, uh, okay, let's, we'll let's roll with it. it. I'm, I'm probably more annoyed with myself because I'm probably going to buy the paper for you. Like, I think that's one of the key frustrations because I'm like, oh, man. but you like I said, you got Billy Joe in there, you got David Haney, you got Barazzi, yeah. so that's a justification. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's a card full of YouTubers. Then, no, so right. you really are taking a mic. Yeah. But yeah, it's, so it should still be a decent card. Definitely. And you know what? Fear play to both these guys. They're go, they're going into camp, they're training, they're getting in the ring, and they're getting punched with no head guards. So exactly. you know, respect Judy to him exactly so guys listen we've got a couple of calls but I'm only going to open it for the one so I'm going to go to 498 only because time is running by so I apologise for everyone listening today Um, but 498 the floor is yours hello oh I can see their first time caller 498 hello did you hear the beep okay they're being shy today no worries Um, so guys listen I just wanted to say before we go um Really appreciate the both of you coming down today. It's really yeah, been great pleasure. fun. Time's flown by like that. Yeah. Um, want to see you guys more often as possible as well. So call in, coming down to the studio. Let's talk about some big boxing fights. So before we go, please shout out the platforms or tell people where they can find you. So I'll start with you, but Daryl, where do you want to... Yeah, um, for anybody that wants to uh, check more of our content out, just head to the Boxing Lowdown on YouTube. Um, on Twitter, it's Boxing underscore Lowdown. Instagram, Boxing Lowdown. And um, yeah, as I was saying at the beginning of the show, I really just I try to update each social platform every day um, on YouTube. I do my videos like talking about the fights as well as, you know, like we interview the fans. That's part of our main content. Um, also try to add in, you know, like a mythical Monday area where um, we compare fantasy fights. So the channel has a lot to it. It's not just, you know, me just talking in front of a camera all day. Um, I do try Definitely to add a bit of variety it, to it. So, um, yeah, I mean, the idea was sparked by my uncle who does run Arsenal Fan TV. Okay. So, um, yeah, like, he's kind of put the idea in my head and mm. uh, boxing's always been a passion of mine. So, yeah, for anybody that wants to just um, interact with me, feel yeah. free to hit up the socials, yeah. yeah no, um, so Instagram is Boxing Lowdown. Boxing Lowdown, all Facebook as well, Boxing Lowdown. Boxing Lowdown. Are you on Twitter? Twitter, yeah, Boxing underscore Lowdown. Definitely. So we're going to make sure we add the link to your channel in our YouTube video so 
the guys that are listening on the podcast, if you want to watch any of Dale's videos, I definitely recommend them. We'll put a link into this video in our, on our channel as well. Make sure you subscribe. Yes, exactly. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Thank and you, guys. Subscribe to him and subscribe to us as well, please. And <laughs> <laughs> Dean, thank um, you again, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's been a pleasure being here, to be honest. If you want to catch me, I'm on Twitter at, at Flace1 yep. or Instagram at Flace1985. My name's Dean Sinclair. If you want to come talk boxing with me, football, politics, anything like that, I'm versatile. So Good, 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 yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, we've done quite well today. So the guys that you are watching... You obviously you won't know, but we've got a Tottenham fan in the room and we've got two and a half Arsenal fans. So he's done well. <laughs> he's done well. <laughs> so he's done well. He's, it's all been love. I it's don't all know been which way to swing. Tottenham. Tottenham Arsenal, bro. Tottenham. And the man like Tom? Yeah, no, I just want to say, like, guys, thanks for like tuning in week in, week out. It's, it's good to see that, you know, we have a real, a real fan base that really support the show, bring impetus. And like you guys are doing, what you're doing is versatile and it's really kind of refreshing to see. Your, uh, your angle and yeah your journey as well yeah thank you thank no, you. I appreciate thank that you I mean I think that's a good point to say I think you know you guys that are listening in we always try to talk about collaboration I think in this boxing game there's so much fights happening now I yeah. think the more conversation different op- of opinion is good you know we've all got yeah. respects we're not part of these fighters camp so we can't get too emotional with this type of stuff but I think the good thing is hearing more people talk with the dialogue so we're Raps on TV fans talking boxing and it's been a pleasure to have Daryl from the Boxing Lowdown and Dean Dean Sinclair um, he's been supporting us on Instagram and everything as well and obviously we've got the usual time so guys this week I'm going to quickly do a quick prediction um, on the fights running up so it's only Canelo Kovalev which is really the big fight I'm going to start with you Tom who wins and how I'm going to go for a draw we analysed it but yeah no I think it, no, jo- all jokes aside I think Canelo's going to win yeah. late stoppage yeah uh, Canelo split decision mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Kovalev wins the fight but Canelo gets a decision I think it's going to be very close but I'm tipping Canelo just to eke out the win nice nice yeah, yeah I agree I think that um, a lot of people are looking past Kovalev mm-hmm. thinking that Canelo's going to blow him away I'm picking Canelo to win on points mm-hmm. Um, if a fight goes to points and it's against Canelo, Canelo's going to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Even against Mayweather, no, you got something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. So, um, yeah, I think he will defeat Kovalev. I think that he is the younger, fresher fighter and I think that he will... Um, I don't think he's going to knock him out, but I think he will win on points. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of disagree with you. I am picking Canelo to win by stoppage. I think he will knock him out late. Um, I just think he's going to have a bit too much from him in terms of landing shots, not just the body shots. I think even just like big punches to the head. Some of those shots that Triple G took um, in the first fight, I think Kovalev is going to feel those. I Foolishly, I think Canelo won't be afraid of his power. Whether that's going to be for his benefit, I don't I don't know. But I don't think he's going to be afraid of Kovalev's power. And I think he's going to try and walk him down. That's just my personal opinion. But we're going to wait and see on Saturday. Um, and hopefully next week, we'll do a review on that fight yeah. and see what happened. But guys, um, just wanted to say thank you again to everyone supporting don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget we are also live on our Facebook and YouTube channel. So that's Raps on TV. You can also find us on Instagram and www.rapsontv.com for all the latest articles by young man Tom Lyons. I know, I know I've stepped off the gas a little bit, but I think more so just focusing on the the the, the, the podcast and bringing the, the news coverage. Exactly. So guys, listen, want to say have a great week. And so, sorry, sorry, can I just say one Always. more thing? Yep. Um, for the kids listening, if there's any kids listening... Put down the knives, get in the gym, and get boxing. Yeah, great message. Great message. Way forward. Great message. And on that note, guys, we are out. Take care. Bless. Bless.